Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Balls Over the Top NFL Prediction Podcast. Prediction analysis. I mean, this show's called Balls Over the Safety. It's been called that the entire season. I've been letting you call it the wrong name for like 13 weeks now, but we should probably just call it what I title it. I guess, but like, it is still the Balls Over the Top show. It's just, yeah. you know. It is the prediction show. Yeah. All right, fine. Just, just. Throw that at me right off the gate. Just get me right off my groove immediately. Cool. All right, I'm fine with it. Just toss you right under the bus. We got a late episode tonight. Yeah, latest we've ever recorded. We're I yeah. Starting up here, about half past one in the morning. Yep. On what is now Friday, December eleventh, twenty twenty. Yeah, the beginning of NBA preseason basketball. We had an interesting NFL matchup tonight. The Panthers lost to the Los Angeles Rams. Pretty big blowout. The Panthers? No, the Panthers. Patriots. Yeah. New England Patriots. This is a late show. It is a late show. <laughs> yeah. Now, it, the, uh, the Patriots lost bad. Cam Newton looks really spent. Uh, team looks rough. The most special thing about the Patriots right now is the punt returner and kick returner. That's not a great place for your NFL franchise to be. No, not at all. I mean, when you think about it, it's unbelievable that this is the same team that just last week beat the Chargers 45 to nothing. I mean, that game was insane. Mm -hmm. And yet they come out this week, national television. I get it's a short week. I get we're still dealing with COVID stuff, but they didn't even show up. Nope. Wasn't even close. Mm -mm. They put up three points offensively, even when they were given great field position at times. Yeah. I mean, brutal game. More power to the Rams, though. I think this was a statement game for them after getting embarrassed in the Super Bowl a few years ago. Yeah. I imagine that's weighed heavy on Sean McVay since then. I mean, this whole franchise hasn't been the same since that Super Bowl loss. It's definitely a big win for Sean McVay. So it's a big statement win there. I don't think it's a big statement win, though, for Jared Goff. I mean, he was they took the ball really out of his hands and just kept punting it away. And just forcing the Patriots to try and put an offensive drive together. Something that they're just nearly incapable of doing. Like you not hitting your microphone during the podcast. Yeah, you know, it's a struggle. Their offense doesn't move the ball. Me, on the other hand, I move my arms. Flagrantly. You're Italian, you can't help it. But we can move on to Sunday games. We've got some great Sunday games. And one starting up is, I mean, it's a... I think it's going to be a pretty good game. Arizona Cardinals face off against those New York football giants. Right now, Cardinals are favorites by three points, and the over-under in this one is at 45.5. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals have really been a shaky team the last several weeks. I feel like their identity has been totally up in the air. I mean, they made that big surge where they won, I think, like four games in a row. Seahawks lost a few. All of a sudden, everybody look. Cardinals are in first place in the NFC West. And then since then, they've kind of just lost their identity. Meanwhile, this Giants team seems like they're one of the hotter teams in the league, dare I say. I mean, now three consecutive wins. Mm-hmm. One with a backup quarterback to a quarterback that already had giant question marks surrounding him. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy that coming into this game suddenly the Giants seem like a force to be reckoned with and a team that's going to be hosting a home playoff game a three point spread 
is pretty unbelievable when you think about it. But I think I like Arizona to come out and win this game. I think the Seattle defense has been historically bad, and this Giants team was nothing special last week. That Seattle team was bad last week. Mm-hmm. And I think the writing's been on the wall, and signs were kind of pointing toward Seattle laying an egg soon. They were kind of starting to stumble a little bit. They were starting to play sloppy. Lots of penalties, some turnovers. They didn't get it done. Yeah, they were bound to lose a bad game. I just don't know if I see the Cardinals making those same mistakes. So as a result of that, I think I do see the Cardinals pulling this one out. I think I see them covering that three-point spread, but I think I do see us hitting the over of that 45-and-a-half. Maybe with the Giants putting up 14-21 to 21 and then the Cardinals doing the rest. I gotta say, I think Joe Judge has really cemented himself in New York. I think he's already, he's got a culture built. And, like, that means something in today's NFL. It's really what teams can thrive on. I think I'm going with the Giants in this one. I think I'll take the three points with them, but I'm taking a money line. I think we see the under in this one because I think we're underrating these two defenses against these two offenses. Giants defense is starting to stand up pretty big, and they're pretty fast. Well, we are polar opposites on this one. We went total opposites pretty much everywhere we could there. Let's move on to another game here featuring another NFC East team. The Dallas Cowboys are traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Bengals, remember, playing with a backup quarterback, maybe one of the only teams in the league with a worse quarterback situation than Dallas, and this feels like it might be a little bit of a revenge game for Andy Dalton. I think I see Dallas coming in and winning this game. They are the three-and-a-half-point favorites. I think I see them getting this dub. I think I see them winning money line with that three-and-a-half-point spread. But I'm going to say the under for that 42-and-a-half points. I don't think this Bengals team moves the ball all that much. And I think this Cowboys team having one of its better games since Dak went down still isn't that jaw-dropping of a performance, uh, you know, I, I think we're going to see the under. This game's tough. Uh, both teams are in quite rough shape right I now. I do also believe Joe Mixon is out of this one. Joe Mixon's out of this one? I believe. Okay. I'm not I'm not guaranteed on that one, but I believe Joe Mixon's out. All right. Uh, if that's the case, I also can't in good faith pick the Bengals. If Joe Mixon plays, though... Thumbs down. He's out. He's not playing. Correct. All right. I yeah. Then you, you got to go, Cowboys. If the Bengals could control the clock with Joe Mixon, something the Dallas Cowboys have not been able to do with Ezekiel Elliott, I would I would probably actually pick the Bengals in this one and take the points with them. But if not, yeah, I got to go, Cowboys. Money line, and yeah, I think we see the under hit. I think we're across the board, same on this one. Here's one where I think we are going to be at least on the same page with the money line and spread. Curious what your thoughts are on the over under, though. We have the Carolina Panthers hosting the Denver Broncos. Panthers are three point favorites, favorites on the money line, and the over under is 46 and a half. Now, I think this Panthers team has shown a lot of grit, has shown a lot of fight this season. They've played some really big games. On the other side of that, we have this Broncos team, which 
really doesn't seem to have that much of an identity right now. It's been a little bit of chaos. Yeah, like, it seems like Matt Rule, we were just talking about culture. We were just talking about culture and Joe Judge, what he's doing in, in New York. Mm-hmm. I think Matt Rule's really doing something, doing a good job in building something down there in Carolina. And so these are the types of games that a, a budding program like that, I think they come out and they really show their stuff and they give us a glimpse of what they might turn into in the future. You know, kind of like those big games that we see the Chargers show up in where, where you know, Justin Herbert's looked really good or, you know, even the flashes that two has shown. You know, mm-hmm. I think w- when you have a, a program that maybe in the next year or two might is, is going to push make a push for the playoffs, these are the types of games where they start to show it. I, I think Denver's... I, I think we see a pretty sizable win here for Carolina, even without Christian McCaffrey. On the money line... With the spread and 46 and a half, yeah, you know what, let's go over. I, I think we see some points put up by Teddy Bridgewater in that offense with, you know, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Mike Davis has had a heck of a season as that, you know, stepping in for Christian McCaffrey. I, I think we see the scoreboard get lit up a Do little bit. Do you think bit. Christian McCaffrey is going to be back for this game or not yet? He's listed as doubtful. Doubtful. I, I'm going with Carolina. I like what Matt Rule's doing. I think the culture's much improved. I think Teddy Bridgewater has looked very legit at times this season. I think he's a very good quarterback, but with that knee injury, it's a little hard to put full faith in him. But he's he's looked pretty good. No CMC, though. I think I have to go with under just for the just for the fact that Denver is kind of so lost. I don't I don't see them putting up enough points i could i could see this being 10 35 you know and that's not hitting i think we see the under hit all righty well we got another game of two teams that also seem like they're kind of lost in no man's land the houston texans are going to the windy city oh this time of year i do not want to play there chicago bears bears are underdogs in this one one-and-a-half-point underdogs, which is pretty interesting line. You know, they are the home team. The Bears, at one point this season, were really hot and one of the better teams in football. Right now, they've been in a bit of a free fall. They don't really know what's going on at quarterback. On the other side of things, Houston, they just kind of... They only have a quarterback, Yeah, they of. only have a quarterback. They just lost a bunch of weapons, and yet last week they came out and they, they balled out. They and, did. And they played really well. They were they fought hard. And so I don't know what to think about this one. This one's a really, you know, what I think of this one is I'd stay away from it if I were actually, you know, betting these ones. Yeah. But right now I think this is the type of game that Chicago wins. I don't think... Houston's playing all that inspired right like Houston's playing right now by the way I shouldn't say that Houston's playing better than Chicago right now I like Romeo Cornell Deshaun Watson's the better quarterback but you're going to Chicago is a Houston team that has not been able to run the ball it really hasn't they really have not been able to run the ball and this cold weather with the lack of receiving and weapons that Deshaun Watson has and the defense that Chicago still does have, I think this is a definite under, by the way. I, this under could be like 36, and I would take the under. Under is 45 and a half. That's I, I'm going under on the over-under. That we can lock in. 
and then the one and a half point spread. I mean, it's kind of a toss up, but I'll take the points for Chicago. I'll take the one and a half points, and I think whether it's whether it's Mitch or Nick Foles, I don't even. I think it's Mitch Trubisky again. Yeah, I mean, currently, but I think I think they get the job done. Ugly thirteen ten. 17-14, I could see a defensive touchdown. I could see a special teams play. I could see, like, an Anthony Miller, like, or, or something. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or David Montgomery busting a couple of decent runs. I, I don't love it, by the way. I'm not sitting here saying, lock it in. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like... I just... I This also just seems like a game that Matt Nagy might just screw up. Against like an old guard say, at the you NFL. You say that like that's like a oh wow oh you're going out on a limb there, Matt Nagy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like I I think this is one that he screws up. I think I'm going with the Texans with this one money line against spread. Good. Give Romeo Cornell more wins. His lifetime record is trash, and I want it to get better because I love him. Yeah, I mean, like it is what it is. What's it, I wonder what his ratio is as a coordinator though. Because it's oh, got to be... It's got to be fire. It's got to be crazy. Here's another AFC matchup that's going to be interesting. Two teams that are right now really in the mix of things for the playoffs. This could even be possibly a day one playoff matchup, depending on how the seedings work out. Kansas City Chiefs are traveling down to sunny Florida to take on the Miami Dolphins. Miami has been a team that was riding hot for a while. They kind of... Started off a little slow and then got hot and seemed like at one point they were going to be just blazing hot. I mean, running train through to the playoffs, maybe making a run at the Bills for that division title. And then they kind of cooled off a little bit. I don't know if it was the Tua injury slash benching. I don't know if it was it the... Was a, it was a hand injury. It was, it was, a, it was an no, there injury. No, there was the hand injury in practice but then the one game it seemed like he was getting benched for poor play no it's because it's it's because it's thumb it was like sprint he couldn't get his grip on the ball he pulled himself out couldn't get a grip on the game i'll all tell right. you that but, right. you know all i'm saying is this this dolphins team i felt a lot better being a dolphin supporter a month ago or maybe a lot more confident than you do now and so, at least about this season, obviously moving forward, two has shown great flashes. There are a lot of players who've proven themselves on that team, you know, could be quality building blocks moving forward. You know, Mike Gusecki's reemerged as a quality tight end where, yeah. you know, he was kind of just gone. It's who pulled the Houdini act and would just disappeared for a good three, four years there. Yeah. So... And they're, they're playing against Kansas City, who right now are the top seed in the AFC. I believe since Pittsburgh took that loss to Washington, now both of them sit at one loss, and, and I think Kansas City has the edge. But it's it's going to be an interesting one. I mean, i got to imagine Kansas City just has the upper hand here. I mean, they are seven-point favorites. Mm-hmm. They do have the advantage there, uh, obviously, pretty significant money line favorites at minus 340. Over under 50 and a half, though. It's pretty hefty. I think we see the over on that. I think both of these teams score some points. Yeah, I think this one's a shootout. I think this is one of those weird ones. 
where I'm going to take the over and one team money line and one team with the points. Well, I think we're going to disagree on it. I imagine, just from your little hint there, you're going Miami with the spread, but Kansas City. Yeah, I'm taking on the Miami. Money line. I'm taking Miami plus seven because I think it's within a. I think it's within a touchdown. I think this game's pretty close. Because Miami, remember Miami's defense is pretty good, and the Kansas City Chiefs' defense is not that good. See, I I don't think that I, I we're not on the same page here. See, I I really think Kansas City runs away with this one. I see I see shootout. I see a lot of points, but I see thirty five twenty one. I see forty two twenty seven. I see the Chiefs just scoring a lot. That's what they do. Tyreek Hill, as you know, is unstoppable. Travis Kelsey is a beast. They've finally started incorporating Le'Veon Bell into the mix, and he's getting some touches. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has been a monster and has been arguably rookie of the year. I mean, maybe Justin Herbert, especially with the Joe Burrow injury, though. It might be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah. Offensive rookie, at least. Mm -hmm. And and so it th there's really no gaps on that team offensively and defensively. Yes, they're not great, but right now the Dolphins have been struggling with the rushing attack because of the just incredible amount of injuries that they've been having at that position. I mean, yes. anytime they get some form of stability, whether it's Gaskin, whether it's Bredo, whether yeah. it's Spencer Ahmad, you know what I mean? It just seems like the guy get hurt, tweaks something, gets hurt, ends up missing a few weeks, and it throws off the whole rhythm. Mm -hmm. And... Pass defense, the Chiefs do pretty well. They have some quality cornerbacks, and they have a really good pass rush. With I mean, Chris Jones is an absolute beast anchoring that defensive line, and they get some good pass rush on the edge. And against a young quarterback, remember, this is a Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl-tested, playoff-tested defense, uh, you know, with, with a quality defensive coordinator in, in Steve Spagnuolo. And I imagine, I imagine them shaking to a, just enough, not a ton. I think again to a score some points, but I think they force the occasional turnover, force the, the him to hold on to the ball, think he can make a play, and he takes a sack, or they burst through the line, and there's the holding that kills the drive. And I think the Chiefs are able to build up a little bit of a cushion. So, so I, I go Chiefs win, Chiefs spread. Over, I think that Tua can move around enough, and I think because I mean the the Chiefs have led up a ton of points to tight ends over the course of the season, and I think because Mike Gesicki has played so well this season, he's going to be a he's a tough matchup for him. I think that they're able to just they're able to routinely get down the field, get points on the board. And keep pace enough with this Kansas City team, which, yeah, they can run away with it, but they can also go quiet. They the guns can fall silent every once in a while. Patrick Mahomes is a revelation, but he's not. He's not able like going to just be completely automatic. It's not going to go like fifty for fifty across a game. 
I mean, you're saying unrealistic type things, but could the Chiefs drop a 50-burger on Miami here? Can I see a 50-10? to 10? I think it's in the cards. I'm not calling it, but I think it's in the cards. I think I think 38-31 is more likely than 50-10. to 10. I think it's going to be more than a touchdown. Right. I do not think it's a one possession. You know. I think it's a touchdown. I think there's a missed extra point. I don't think there is a chance in the last five minutes where Miami touches the ball with a chance to win it. If Andy Reid's responsible with the clock, that's what you're betting on now? Dude, this is where you're. This is where you're digging your heels in. Andy Reid is an infinitely better coach with the Chiefs than he was with the Eagles. Okay. All right, we got another NFC matchup here. Oh, finally! Oh, Tom Brady's playing again this week. Oh, I know he had a bye week last week. So, what did the what did they talk about? What did anybody talk? They didn't have Tom Brady to talk about. What did they do? Did the NFL play last week? You know they no they got to talk to Tom Brady. He got to be a guest. Yeah. On all of the shows. Oh God, it's the worst. The radio broadcast. Well, let's just bring Tom in here. God, it's the wrong. And then he's sitting there. Oh, I'm I'm sitting there. I'm sitting here at my house watching the game. Shut up, Tom. Yeah, call it a fucking house. So anyway, we got the Tampa Bay. Buccaneers hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Buccaneers are six and a half point favorites, and I think it's a little bit of a high over under at 52 and a half points. Well, especially because you have no idea what you're ever going to get out of the Vikings. Exactly. You have no clue. And for that reason, I imagine we're maybe going to be similar on this, but uh, we'll see. I'm going Tampa to win, Tampa to cover under a 52.5. Lock it in, I'm with you. We can move on to the next one. Yeah, the mystery of Kirk Cousins and that Vikings offense in general, and yeah. the Vikings defense in general, Yeah, just make them never worth picking. Yeah, like, it's... Uh, it's uh, And they make them incredibly frustrating to pick against. Yeah, but that too. They're, they're just kind of a... They're a nightmare. You have no idea what they're at, like... It's one of those teams they constantly play to the level of their competition to some degree or another. But we can move on. We've got another we've got a game. We have an AFC South matchup. Look at Divisional this. matchup. Divisional matchup. Always the fun. Tennessee Titans, who are another one of those teams that just in the last several weeks seem to be losing their footing just a bit, are going down to Florida to fa- face off against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have been ever disappointing. Still Gardner Minshew, begging to play. Don't know if he's going to get the opportunity. Doesn't seem like it. Seems like Mike Glennon is still the guy in charge. I don't understand why, though. You, I imagine you'd want to give Minshew the start. I mean, I don't think Minshew was the reason you were losing. No. But either way, it's a 7.5 point spread in favor of the visitors, in favor of Tennessee. Another surprisingly high over under in my mind at 52 and a half i'm gonna go with tennessee to win i'm gonna go with tennessee to cover and i'm gonna go with the under 52 and a half i know jacksonville i say it i swear every week i'm a broken record it tends to be in games they did it this past week yet again but again i just feel like it's not going to come together. I mean, maybe I overhype this Titans defense. I feel like I do because Mike Rabel is supposed to be a defensive coach, and he was. Well, on they it. have really they have good defensive players. I mean, 
if you look at the offensive side of the ball and then on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, offense, you obviously, you have Derrick Henry. And then it, he's kind like he's kind of the one, like, top tier in his position. Like and Right now, he's the only one on that team that you would argue is maybe like a Hall of Fame caliber, Hall of Fame conversation yeah. type player, where, like, Ryan Tannehill's not... You know, A.J. Brown could get there, honestly. He's really, A.J. Brown's, AJ Brown's really, really good. good. He might be the second-best player on the team, even. But then you go to the defensive side of the ball, and you've got good defensive players. Vitacaro, Bird. Again, I think more of this game depends. I mean, yes, a lot of it is what Titans team shows up, but yeah, it, honestly, I think it, a lot of it more is going to be what Jaguars team shows up. It's what it's what the Jaguars can do against this Titans defense. Because if the Titans can execute their game plan, I don't. I'd see them controlling the ball, running Derrick Henry through their throats, and then them winning, covering, and hitting that under. But I I think they might just get into a dogfight in this divisional round. Just I feel like the Jaguars just might just have enough spite in them to keep it close. I think Jaguars cover. I think the Titans win out in the end. I'm hitting the over of 52.5. But maybe it's just recency bias because both these teams put up hella points last week. Another interesting AFC matchup on the books. These are another two teams... Kind of in that, will they make the playoffs? Won't they make the playoffs? Indianapolis Colts are traveling to Sin City to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. I gotta say, this is a crazy team. These are two Jekyll and Hyde type teams. I mean, I feel like the Colts have been a lot more consistent this year. And that's why I'm going to go with them. I like the Colts to win this. I do like the Colts to cover it. They are three-point favorites this Vegas team just to me has been too shaky. I mean, they barely squeaked by. They needed a last-second equivalent to a Hail Mary to beat the Jets last week. I mean, this Vegas team, yes, they're good. Yes, they will be getting Josh Jacobs back, which is significant, but this is also a crazy good, at one point was almost going to be historically good Colts defense. Yeah, they've trailed off a little bit of late, but... This is a shaky enough Oakland team. Oakland. Ugh. Shaky enough Vegas team where, like, if you rattle Derek Carr and you, that especially the way that that Colts team can play the run, I, I could see this being a nightmare type day. I could see this game being not even really close and the Raiders losing by a pretty big margin. Playing eggs. Yeah, like a laying egg type scenario, especially kind of almost especially off the high of last week's game. I mean, I know it was over the Jets, but you win any game in that kind of really crazy walk-off fashion, and I almost think you... Do you develop a swagger, or do you think there's a hangover? I, I think it's more of a hangover in the case of this inexperienced Vegas team. So I got to go with... I got to go with the Colts, uh, you know, Philip Rivers, Frank Reich, Jonathan Taylor, that rushing attack, you know, what they've been able to do there. I got to go with the Colts to win, Colts to cover, and 50 and a half is the over-under. I don't know if I even mentioned that yet, but 50 and a half over-under. 
I feel like I'm going to go with the over on that one. I feel like I'm going to go with the over. I know that there's a decent... Again, I know I mentioned the Raiders maybe laying an egg. I know, you know, but I could see them putting up a, a touchdown here or there. I mean, especially with how careless with the ball Phillip Rivers has been at times this season. You know, and they're a big play team. I, I could see maybe Ruggs getting over the top or something like that. I could see... Let's go with the 50 and a half. I, I think we could see some offense out of that game. I was with you until you got to the over-under. But I think I think you actually might have convinced me. I think there are just enough... I mean, Darren Waller, tough matchup. You Ruggs. Know, Ruggs, tough, tough matchup. matchup. Even Aguilar can get over the top. Aguilar over the top. In a while. Yeah, he's not... He's, you know, he's not unbeatable. He knows who he's playing against. He knows Frank Reich. Is Renfro still hurt? Uh, I don't... I think he's back. I'm not positive. That's uh, that's worth the check. But this Colts team, I just think is I think is bad better. And this defense is tough. And I you can get Derek Carr to fumble. You can get him to throw interceptions with the right pressure. I think I think we can lock it in. I think we're across the board. Colts Colts over of fifty two and a half. So the next one's an interesting one. I think we're both going to agree on the money line, but I'm curious to hear where you fall elsewhere. The New York Jets are traveling to Seattle. Now, Seattle just took a really tough loss this past week against the other New York team. They lost that game in devastating fashion. Now they got to go face the winless New York Jets, but this time they're at home. I'm curious how this one's going to go. I'm definitely going to take Seattle to win. I know the Jets are bad, and I imagine the Jets... Uh, but I will th- say the Jets have been playing better and better every week. Maybe it's that desperation, not wanting to go 0-16. Mm-hmm. But it seems like they've been getting their footing a little bit better. Uh, maybe just Adam Gase needed a whole season to uh, figure it out to figure it out before they, he gets fired. You know. Yeah. But it seems like this Jets team has just been playing a little bit better every week. They've been a little bit more competitive. I really do think they should have one last week. I mean, they've obviously deserved to lose, but so I I do think I actually am going to go with the Jets to cover on the 13 and a half point spread. Now, maybe Seattle comes out, maybe that loss last week to the Giants lights a fire under their ass and they come out roaring and they just absolutely dismantle this Jets team. Definitely in the cards. Not going to rule it out. But also, they haven't been world beaters of late either. So I think 13.5 is a little generous. Going Seattle to win, I'm going the Jets to cover. And that 47.5, because the Jets have been scoring points, because the Seattle defense is historically bad, and because Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf and that Seattle team usually needs to score points to win, I'm going to go with the over of 47.5. Yeah, I mean, looking at this one, I I kind of want to reverse engineer it. The pick I like the most is over forty seven and a half in this one. This is this is really tough to pick because both defenses have been really bad, and both offenses can really stole out. So it's it's tough. I think I think I think we see the Seahawks win, but I think we see the Jets cover. I don't think this is the one that the Jets get, but I think I think they stay close again. Well, we agree across the board there. We'll lock that one in. By the way, we didn't mention it, 
both this game and the Colts Raiders games started our four o'clock yeah. afternoon, uh, you know, segment of yeah. games. Tyler's in bed because he's a normal human being. Yeah, he was working the morning, but is responsible. Another one of our four o'clock games. This one kicking off at four thirty. We have the Atlanta Falcons traveling to Los Angeles to take on the previously San Diego Chargers. I said Los Angeles the first time. You I, did. I just wanted to say San Diego Chargers. Yes. Get out the system. You know, and I, I like the song. Yeah, the song was pretty great. The song great. was great. If you don't know it, look it up. Yeah. San Diego Superchargers song. You won't regret it. This is a tough one to pick. I really like the Chargers a lot this year. I have not been shy about that. I've n- not had any problem expressing my fondness for Justin Herbert and how much I've enjoyed watching him play. I know I have him on my fantasy team, so it's a little bit of bias there, but it's been cool watching him play. You know, anytime there's a rookie quarterback who's not expected to maybe light up the world their first season, maybe maybe not even expected to take the field at all. And especially the way he came in, super weird, the Terod Taylor punctured lung mm-hmm. the fiasco. And he came in and just stepped right into it and took it in stride and looked like he... F- not only fit the part, but was thriving. So I've, I've liked to pick them. They've kind of had my eye much of this year. And yet, they got absolutely demolished and dismantled in every facet last week against the Patriots. I mean, really terrible loss. 45 to nothing. Now, one of two things can happen here. They're either going to take that, learn from it, and again, rally from it. Or they're going to be shook by it. Meanwhile, this is a Falcons team that has been playing much better since Dan Quinn got fired. Matt Ryan's a veteran quarterback who I think at this point knows he's playing for his job. So this is a tough one for me. Two-point spread. Atlanta are the favorites as the visitors. And we have a 49.5-point spread uh, over-under. I think I'm going to re- reverse-engineer this one the way that you did last one. I like the over in this 49.5. I do, too. These are two teams that score points. I mean, other than that Chargers game last week where they laid a zero burger, which... I don't expect that to happen two weeks in a row. Yeah, that's got to be just an anomaly. The Chargers score frequently. Yes. And then this is a Falcons team that seems like they're always scoring points. Exactly. And so I'm going with the over of the 49.5. Now, it's the money line and spread that have me a little bit concerned. I mean, the money line's pretty much a toss-up. Same with the spread at two points. I think I'm going to... Boy, this is a tough one. I think I'm going to go with Matt Ryan. Yeah. I am too. Now, uh, again, I wouldn't be shocked here. I do expect Justin Herbert to recover. You know, Tyler's not here, but, you know, maybe if you are somebody who's really into betting, I would consider a Justin Herbert prop bet maybe of yards or touchdown passes or something. Maybe two and a half, over two and a half touchdowns or like over 260 yards or something. If theories are available, I'm, I'm not looking at any of them right now. I'm just pulling things out of the air. But I think that this is the type of game, you know, veteran quarterbacks win football games in December. This is more, way more experienced Atlanta Falcons football team. They're playing much better football right now mm-hmm. than this Chargers team is. Yeah, I think I, I go with Atlanta to win. I go with Atlanta to cover, and I, I think we see points no matter what. Do not be shocked if the Chargers do win this. I, if the spread were anything bigger than two, I'd be taking the Chargers on the spread. I just think picking a team on a two-point spread and not picking them money line is asinine. Yeah. You know, so 
if it were four points, I think I'd even be going Chargers on the spread. I mean, that, that's how that's how close I think this game is going to be. I think it's going to come down to the wire. Falcons could either, you know, I think it's going to be if the Falcons win, the Chargers are trying to score at the end, or Falcons could be winning it, scoring a touchdown in the last second, or it could be, you know what I mean, it could be a last-second field goal. But this game is going to see points. It's going to see lead changes. I think Justin Herbert steps back into it in a big way after his embarrassment last week. Yes, this, I agree. This is a kid who, if you looked at his college career, had a few eggs that he laid. You know what I mean? There were games that were really shaky. And a matter of fact, that was one of the big knocks or why a lot of people said he wasn't pro-ready. Yet every time he laid an egg, he came out the following week and reminded you why he was picked where he was picked or why he was projected to go where he went, etc. So keep an eye on a big performance out of Justin Herbert this week. The next 430 game we got is a divisional matchup between the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. Packers are favorites by 7.5 points, and the over-under in this one is 55.5. I can sum this one up pretty quick because I think we kind of know where these teams are at in the season. I think the Green Bay Packers are going to take this both money line and with the spread. I think we see the under of 55 and a half. I think this Lions team is pretty bad. I think this Green Bay team is very well-rounded. I think they're outmatched, outclassed, and I think this is going to be kind of the final statement win that this Green Bay Packers team makes before they start resting people come playoff time. All right, yeah, nailed it. No notes. Lock it in. Next 430 game I'm going to wish didn't exist. Yeah. The Philadelphia Eagles will be hosting? Uh, yes. Or have I been getting these wrong the entire time? No, I'm pretty sure the second one's the home, the home team. Yeah, yeah, we're right. Eagles are hosting the New Orleans Saints this week. Seven-point spread. Shocking. Shocking that it's only a seven-point spread. I would expect that to be larger. It is Jalen Hurts' first start. That's notable. Exciting. Jalen Hurts. Wee. Woo. Over under a 43. Lowest of the league. Shocking. Shocking. Oh no, it's not lowest. Dallas, Cincinnati had 42.5. But still, I feel like you would have thought with these two teams, but given the lack of quarterback on either team. Yeah. I'm just going to rip this off like a band aid. Mm-hmm. Saints win, Saints cover over 43. I think this Eagles team. It's finally gotten embarrassed enough times. I think the Eagles win this one. I think this is one of those teams where the Eagles are bad, but they just get the Saints number. The Saints are traveling to Philadelphia. They're down in their dome. Their quarterback, I mean, like, Taysom Hill's been pretty good, but he's still kind of a gadget player. And I, that's I, it's no shade because it works. And... We're running out a quarterback who is very similar, especially in the way he's been utilized this season. I think the Birds win this one. I'll take him with seven points. I think we see the over 43.5 because I don't think we can completely shut down this Saints team. You know, I could maybe see. 
I could maybe see us pulling this one out because of how good our defense is at times, and I feel like we actually would be pretty good against Taysom Hill. Yeah, I, he seems like the type of player we could maybe play well against. Yeah, like I just feel like Alex Singleton's quarterback play presents like a good run stuffer for when they try and do the stuff up the middle. I think we've got the defensive line starting to really roll. Hargraves is starting to look settled. Brandon Graham's been very good all season. Fletcher Cox is always an issue. Even when he's not at his 100% best, he's still drawing a double team most of the time. I think this is one of those ones where we we sneak one out somehow. But I think it does... I think it creates more problems than it solves for this Philadelphia Eagles side. Well, another NFC team, NFC East team, is playing at 425 against another team that was major playoff contender last season. Washington football team is going to San Francisco to take on the 49ers in a game that, again, is a really tough one to pick in my mind. San Francisco comes in, believe it or not, as the three-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah. But against a Washington team, though, that's coming off several wins in a row and staying on pace with that Giants team for first place in the NFC East. Ron Rivera, again, seems like we've brought this word up several times tonight. It's culture. Culture. And they've been playing really well. Alex Smith, the ex-Niners quarterback of what feels like forever ago, yeah. doesn't it? Well, it was uh, an entire leg ago. Yeah. Has them playing good football, and then this is a Niners team that's been kind of all over the map. I mean, they had really brutal injuries early in the season. Honestly, I swear, Nick Mullins, I feel like could get a job somewhere. He's been... Yeah. He plays, it's like the second year in a row he's been playing decent football. Hey, man. When he, Maybe it's in San Francisco. Yeah, when you gotta, when you gotta come off the bench and, and perform, he's been doing it. It it keeps you relevant in this league for a long time. I think I do expect this to be a close, tough-fought game. I think I'm going to give the Niners the win, though, and I'm going to give Washington the spread. I think it's going to be one of those games at 3.5. I see this being a field goal-type game. And I'm going to go with the over of 43.5. I do think we see several touchdowns between these two teams, several field goals. I think it's a, I think it's a close one. I'm going with Washington football team, both money line and spread in this one. I think Chase Young has been absolutely insane for an already quite good Washington football team pass rush. And it's a really banged up 49ers offensive line. I a whole, whole 49ers team's banged up. Yeah. yeah. But, the, I mean, the line, I mean crazy level of injuries losing and major components of that squad i think i think the football team gets to feast but i do think we see the over 43 and a half well going into the sunday night game we have two afc teams two division leaders major clash coming up here buffalo is hosting the pittsburgh steelers buffalo is coming in as the one and a half point favorite against the pittsburgh steelers team that just last week was the only undefeated team and talking about a perfect season. I think Pittsburgh, though, comes in and their rough times get even rougher. I think we see Pittsburgh lose this game. I think it's a Buffalo victory. 
I think we see Buffalo cover that one and a half point spread if they're winning. And 48 points, I think we see the over. Lock it in. We're on the same page. I think the I think the Steelers offense has kind of hit a little bit of a wall. I think their lack of run game is going to be tough in Buffalo on December 13th. I think Josh Allen has been crazy good. I think we can lock it in and we can talk about this Monday night game. Yeah, we have an awesome AFC North matchup between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. Now, Baltimore needs this game. Yeah, and, you know, coming off of a crazy couple of weeks, I mean, they had Tuesday night football this past week. They had Wednesday football the day before. They had a, like, 20-some person COVID outbreak. And I think we see them come through in this one. I mean, I'm not even looking at the spread right now. Baltimore is two-and-a-half-point favorites. But I think I see them come through. Mark Andrews is healthy again. That running back room is healthy again. Lamar Jackson, even though his passing game wasn't as crisp and fine-tuned as we wanted it to be, looked like he was seeing the whole field way better last game. He hit Marquise Hollywood Brown on a couple of beautiful passes. He broke a couple of incredible runs. And again, this is without their most of their running backs, without his favorite target, Mark Andrews, on the field. I think we see them come out, and I think we see them bring this Cleveland team back down to earth, who did shock us a little bit last week with how well they played against Tennessee, but I think really showed their vulnerability in the second half, showed that they're still not a team that plays for a full 60 minutes. No, can't put the foot on the throat and, and shut it down. And so I think we see Baltimore get back on the right track. I think we see the reigning regular season MVP get back into that sort of Maybe not quite MVP form, but in that ballpark again. And I think we see the over of 47.5 because I think this is going to be some fireworks. You know, it is in Cleveland. Maybe the cold weather, I haven't looked at the weather yet. Maybe the cold weather really puts a damper on things so we don't quite hit that over. But even if we don't hit the over 47.5, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be you know, waiting on that touchdown or field goal at the end of the game to see if we can maybe hit that over. You know what I mean? It's going to be it's going to be a high-scoring affair in my mind just because of how much is on the line. These teams are going to want to be scoring points, and they're going to want to be getting points every chance they can. Uh, how healthy is the Browns running back room at the moment? Do we have both Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt back healthy? I have no idea. I, I'm torn about this game. I think if Baltimore gets the ground game going and they can keep it rolling and are using the possession tactics that they've deployed, especially with Lamar Jackson coming back and Mark Andrews coming back and the play-action stuff and the zone-read stuff that they normally do when they have all their weapons together... And control the ball. I don't know, but I mean, I think Baltimore wins this one, and I think they. I have them with both money line and with this two and a half point spread. But this over under concerns me just a little bit, especially in a cold weather game. 
I think we see the under 47 and a half. I think we, I think we see a very heavy ground game. I think it's a very much a war of attrition. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, you know, both teams are very run heavy. We might get a couple of big plays over the top. Maybe expect Jarvis Landry or again, Hollywood Brown to break free. Maybe expect the tight ends to be heavily involved. Austin Hooper, Mark Andrews on those play action plays. But yeah, I think I see this being Baltimore's game uh, to to really get back, get their foot back into that playoff door, so to speak. Absolutely. Well, that wraps it up this crazy early morning. Yes. For the Balls Over the Top podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. Yep. Appreciate your support. Drop us a comment. Drop us a line. Reach out to us. Our socials are at B-O-T-T podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We also are broadcasting on pretty much anywhere you can find yeah. podcasts. We're on We're, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Anchor FM. And new this week, we're on Stitcher. Yeah, so check it out. Rate us some five stars or follow us or do whatever you want to yes. on those sites. Subscribe. Get us in your queue there. And as always, we appreciate you listening. Yeah. Look okay. forward to talking to you on Monday with some spicy European soccer updates. Oh, crazy European soccer updates. Crazy uh, crazy basketball updates. We yeah, got started a whole basketball bunch of stuff. season going on. We got a whole bunch for you guys. So we can't wait to get back with you guys then. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Cheers.